without further ado, I'd like to welcome Miss Tamika Thomas to the show. How are you tonight? I am good, Ms. Sean. Thank you so much for that warm introduction. I appreciate it. And I, you know, I, I was, when we were talking beforehand, I was saying, you know, it's interesting when people read your bio because they hear the, the accolades, you know, they hear the, the, all the, the degrees and all the things that you've done. But what I like to tell people is none of that is what truly qualifies me, right? So what truly, truly qualifies what truly qualifies me is the hardships, the things that we don't really put on our bio, the things that, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we push underneath the rug because we don't want people to know about it. But I'm an advocate of sharing all of that because I believe that God has turned all of my trials into treasures. And that is what truly qualifies me. It's the molestation that qualifies me. It's me losing a child that qualifies me. It's me having two divorces. But if you know me, I say I'm not divorced. I successfully completed some relationships, right? So those are the things that has truly qualified <laughs> me. The stroke that I had at 32 years old. Come on, that's what qualifies me. It's not the fancy stuff. It's not the degrees or the certificates. Me and Mika both work in mental health. You know, I am a um, therapeutic behavioral strategist by day and a life coach, a speaker, an author, a mommy of eight by, by night. That's what qualifies me. Oh, come through with the mommy of eight though. Like, I, I, like ranging from what to what, Mika, because you just, you just made my heart stop. Goodness. So I have from 22 to nine. So I am blessed to be a mother. I'm a blended family. So me and my husband together, we have eight um, I brought in three into the marriage and he brought into five, but we have all of them full time, all day, every day, except for the oldest. He, he's in Korea serving our country. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for um, thank you for his service. And yeah. I just felt like some kindred spirit here when you was like, I overcame successful relationship because I, for some reason, especially being Christian, right? And to say she this, successfully completed some relationships. Listen, <laughs> I've had two divorces myself. And, and so someone after the second divorce, I think, you know, someone asked me, would you get married again? I said to the right person on my lunch break. <laughs> so I said, Listen, I see that I would, I am a good wife. I, 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 and I'm a speaking it to you, right? I'm a good wife, right? And so, um, and, and so I, I would really love to know a little bit about like, did you do some hard work and everything to go into the the current marriage that you're in? Like, how did and, and you just giving me all types of hope? All yes, Tommy. Listen, <laughs> there is hope. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I gotta talk to you offline because I know. Listen, yeah. <laughs> what I like that you said is that you're a good wife, right? So we, we already know whether we're married, we're single, or even if we're in a bad marriage, we know when we're a good wife. So I knew that I was wife material. You know, those divorces were labels that I decided to take off. Like it didn't define me. Those divorces didn't define me. Although I absolutely did some hard work because divorces don't just happen with one per person saying it quit. You know, it, it took mm -hmm. both of us. It took both of us realizing that this wasn't for us. Um, and I had to realize why did I keep 
you know, attracting the same person, you know, it's like a picture frame that's in my house and I take out the picture, but I keep the frame. I'm the frame. You're the frame, right? So I had to realize, okay, something has to change about me. So I don't continue to attract these type of men. So, because literally my children's father was the same man as my second husband, but just in a different body, right? So I had to realize what work do I need to do? So I, I was six years single and I did the work. I did the healing work. I did the daddy issue work. I, I did it. I had to do the work because I knew that I was a wife and I knew that I wanted to have a successful marriage, but I also knew that it took two. So uh, six years of healing, six years of self-acceptance, six years of forgiveness, six years of blessing those relationships. That's why I say I successfully completed them. Like, you know, it, it is what it is. Me and my children's father, we are great. We are great parents. We just weren't great husband and wife, right? Me and my second husband, that's another story. God bless him. God bless him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I knew that I had to do the work. I had to do the work. I'm not one to point fingers unless I'm pointing them at me first. Right, right, yeah. Absolutely. I remember when um, my first day of going to therapy, like at, at the end of my second marriage, right? And I, I sat in that therapist's office and I literally cried for 30 minutes and she just let me cry. And then, and, yeah. and then she says, <clears throat> and it, it sounds cliche, but she really did say, so what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Like it sounded really <laughs> I felt like I was in a TV show, right? And I was just like, I'm tired of getting the same person in a different body. Yeah. And I need to figure out what, why am I attracting that type of person? Because it wasn't even, it, it wasn't even the marriages. It was the relationships. They were all the same. Right. They were all the same. And then the ones that I could separate, why? Why didn't I even, I didn't even pursue those that the, the, I could, I don't need, I don't have a one that got away. I don't have that, but right. the ones that, that were there like quickly, but I just ignored, like, you know, why did I ignore that? It was mm -hmm. all the self-esteem problem. And, yeah. and, and when people, and people find that so surprising because of all of the other things I was able to accomplish, how do you mm -hmm. have self-esteem problems? Child. Listen, Shani, I was, I was on an interview um, uh, last night. I did a radio interview and I told him what happens is we cover up um, the healing. You know, when we need to heal, we cover it up with busy. So we become real good at all the busy work. We become real good at that, right? So we know how to how to uh, multitask like a beast, right? So we know how to take the kids feed the kids, cook for the kids, do all those things. We know how to um, book the speaking engagements, do, the, do all the things because really we don't want to deal with us. So we're doing all of that to cover up pain. And I believe, especially what 2020 was, it was like a Band-Aid being ripped off, right? Because we know in the medical field, when you have like a deep wound, a deep cut and you keep it covered, it will never truly heal. It's nope. not until you uncover that thing. And when, but, but the problem is 
when we uncover it, it starts to ooze. There's pus, it's there's ugly. blood. It's mm-hmm. ugly, right? It's a little smelly. And so we want to yep. put the bandage back on to cover it. But now nah, you got to let that stuff air out. And I think that's what happens with so many people. They don't want the airing out because it's healing hurts. Healing hurts. Mm-hmm. When you truly walk through a healing process, there's things that happen. I remember, Shani, the last time my heart got broke. God said, he showed me this vision of like when a bone is broke um, and it's not a clean break. And so the Mm -hmm. doctor has to go back in and break that bone again. So it could be reset. And God told Mm -hmm. me, this will be the last time you're broken in this way because you allowed me to break it to reset you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So the art of of, of restoring, that's what, that was, that's our topic tonight. And so tell me why why did you that's our ministry, about? man? Right. Yeah. <laughs> why did you want to talk about that? <laughs> you know, it's um I, I just got tired one of seeing women, especially women that look like me, women that proclaim to be women of God that are um, you know, speaking, teaching, uh, preaching. They're doing all these amazing things for the kingdom, but they're broken. You know, the um, the definition of restored is bring back to its former state. We know that the word of God says before I formed you in your mother's womb. So he already had a plan for us. He, we were already perfect. We were already, but life, you know, those successfully completed relationships, those mental health breakdowns that we don't like to talk about, those whispers in the night that, you know, the, uh, the, the dudes that you still texting that you ain't supposed to be texting and you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all those things, those life issues that happen when your kids lose their mind. Cause they, you know, they lose their mind at some point. Right. And then you start to feel like I don't raise you. I done did all that I could. Or when your identity is wrapped up in what you do and not who, you know, whose you are, all those things. I just got tired. I got tired of seeing my sisters struggle. I got tired. And so I said, you know what, Lord, give me something to bless. And I promise you, I'll work it. I'll work it to the end of my days. So he gave me this idea of just restored. Like literally it dropped down on, um, on my lap. And, my, and it's so uh, dope because my husband, he's a contractor. So I use a lot of the stuff with his business um, in, in construction, you got to demo stuff out. So that's the first step of, um, restoration. You got to demo that stuff out. And, and the, you know what I'm saying? And the demo process is ugly. It's dusty. You'll be like, Oh, but I still want that window. I still want that. I still want those things, but you have to allow God to be the master contractor and demo all those things out. So he could rebuild you. Many of us want those add-ons. So we want that the new job. We want the money, the bigger bank account. We want the husband. We want all those things, but our foundation is shaky. It, it can't handle the add-ons. So that's why we need to go through the restoration process. <clears throat> you see why her name's Tamika? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's in the name. Check, check our credentials. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's talk about, um, I'm moving all around because I'm trying, I want to fit things in because I know you have a prior commitment, but I want to talk about Tuesdays with Tamika. Like what is, what, what, what is that about? And can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, Shani, that is so dope. So Tuesday with Tamika is my company name and I like to tell people the backstory. So 
before I became this author and this, you know, um, inspirational speaker speaking and, and doing all these things, I used to go to this continuation school every Tuesday, faithfully. They didn't pay me a dime. Literally, um, I was like on that swipe and pray type ministry, right? So I was like, Lord, <laughs> I got to get gas to get to these kids. You know, I, I, you know, I would bring them snacks, take stuff from my home to feed them when I didn't even have. And I did it faithfully for like five years, teen mothers. Every Tuesday I would come and they would say on the board, the teacher would write, it's Tuesday with Tamika. And the girls would be hype, like, oh, Miss Tamika, Miss Tamika, Miss Tamika, you know, and I would just pour into these girls' lives and I would just inspire them and I would motivate them because, you know, them like me, I was also a teen mother and I know the, the label again, you know, here we go with the labels. I know what people think about them and I know, you know, the, um, just the shame and the guilt that comes along with that. So I would treat them like they were queen because they are right I would just I would treat mm -hmm. them so good and I would speak to them Mika has heard me speak I don't I don't play I come with fire like all the time so that's kind of where it was birth it was you know it not kind of that's exactly where it was birth and so when I started thinking about my company name God said I've already given you the blueprint like you've been mm -hmm. doing this you've been doing this work so just go on and rock out with Tuesday with Tamika so that's the name of the podcast that's the name of my company um, because I, I just, there's something, you know, I don't know where God is taking it, but I'm just obedient. And God says, because you were obedient and you were faithful over that when nobody saw me, nobody saw me in that continuation room with 10 girls and I still gave to them. And here's the trippy part today. Those girls are like 25, 30, you know, they're a little bit older. They're contacting me to be my clients. They're contacting me. You know, some of them are nurses and, and, and different things. And they remember what I did when they 10 years ago, five years ago. So, yeah, that's what Tuesday with Tamika. That's kind of how it was birthed. Amen. And multiple author. Do you um, share what made you start writing? Um, writing for me, um, it's cathargic. It is definitely therapeutic. Um, I had. So the trippy thing is uh, this one, this 21 day gratitude journal, 2020, before the pandemic, before everything jumped off, um, God told me, turn off social media. Um, and he does that with me. He'd be like, nope, get off. You done, you know, take a break. And so I turned it off and he said, go look in your closet. I am a journaling freak. Like I got so many notebooks because I just, I don't know. It's a way for me to process. Um, as a young girl, here's, here's a trippy thing, Shani. Like I said, my bio is not what qualifies me. Um, I was put back in school several times, right? So um, held back, held back, couldn't read or write. It took me until I was eight or nine to even know how to write my name, how to spell my name, how to read my name, right? So I, so I would just write, like that was my form of like, I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't articulate myself, I couldn't express myself. So 2020, God told me, turn off social media, go look in your closet. And I had stacks and stacks of journals. And I have this process that I do every single day. I've been doing it for about 10, 15 years. He said, now if that's helped you, why wouldn't you use it to help other women? So I began to just, I, I produced this journal and literally God has breathed on it. I've sold over 700 copies to date. That's a blessing. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And journals don't really be doing that well, but this, right? People, just, <laughs> right? people love it. It's 21 days. Um, we know in mental health, we tell clients, we tell them, 
if you can, if you could do something for 21 days consecutively, mm -hmm. you begin to rewire your brain, you begin to change your neural pathways. And then this is my baby. This is from crutches to stairs. This is my very first book I wrote six years ago. And it's 21 stories of just me and my, me and my children as, as a, a, a mother, a single mother going through the struggle, things that I went through because I realized it happened for me, not to me. See, these things happen for me. They happen for me for such a time as this. Come on, I got that Esther anointing for such a time as this, right? right? So I understood that I had to go through those things for me to bring women to the other side. And even when I wrote that book, I still couldn't feed my kids. You know, I still was lying to my kids and telling them that I was on a diet just because I only had enough to feed them. And so I, I wouldn't eat, right? I was still swiping and paying. I was still calling my landlord like, hey, yo, I don't have this money this month, but I just stayed faithful. I'm telling you consistency. And so with all of that, it birthed several anthologies. It birthed my ebook, Becoming Her, which is healed, elevated, and restored. And then it, it ultimately... This is my newest project that I am extremely proud of. God, you know, God told me on 2021, I'm the journaling queen. So all of my books have like a journaling component to it because I understand how healing that is. There's something very healing about putting pen to paper. So this is my new newest journal that I released on April 4th um, on my birthday. This is more like a, a manual, a workbook. And it's just to help women uh, learn self-acceptance, forgiveness. Um, I have a, a, a thing in there, an intervention, young, a letter to your younger self. Many of us are stuck at 12 because we never told the 12-year-old us, I'm sorry. We never mm -hmm. told the 16-year-old <clears throat> that let that boy, you know, do those things or, 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 or we agreed to do those things. I'm sorry, right? So we need to walk through that self-forgiveness and then we need to walk through self-acceptance. Amen. Mika, you have said a... <laughs> First of all, I just, I'm about to tell on myself, I too have journals in my devotionals, not for such a, 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 you're doing it the right way. I do it because I'm a lazy writer. So I just feel like I need to go back. I'm just telling on myself, just sharing, sharing my mess. But I love the fact that, because I feel like when you write it down, like you are, you especially when you write down your issue, right? Mm -hmm. You're like giving yourself permission to release it. Like it's yeah. no longer, it no longer holds you down. And so a lot of people be like, oh my goodness, you're going to make me work. But, but you just do a, a, a more like deep dive on why it's so important, why journaling is really about healing, like why the two are connected. Yeah, you know, so in my um, formal, like kind of education, we were taught, it was like beat into us, if you don't write it down, it didn't happen, right? It so didn't writing, happen. Right? You already know, Mika, right? Yeah. So they tell us that, like, you, you document everything. Everything needs to be documented. And then I also learned um, we're hard on ourselves. Like, we are so hard on ourselves. Just it's human nature. So when, you, when you're able to release in that way and nobody can judge you, there is just like this heal. It's, it's like um, like the ointment that you put on a burn or that you put on a, a cut, right? Because it's like, I can get this out so I could start the healing process. I literally was just looking at um, 
a journal entry that I wrote in like two, uh, 2015. And it was crazy, right? I was like, Lord, what's wrong with me? I, I, sometimes I feel like um, David. If we look at uh, Psalms, those were like journal entries. He yes. was literally mm -hmm. like, Lord, why have thy forsaken me? But I love you though, but cast me now. You know, he was like going back and forth in all his emotions. And if you really mm -hmm. um, study like mental health and even the scriptures, you realize that David was really dealing with depression. He had a lot of depression and him writing healed him. It made him not go all the way crazy, right? The other thing about journaling, like I said, if you don't write it down, it, it doesn't happen. So every morning, the practice that I do every morning, I write five things that I'm grateful for. When you have an attitude of gratitude, everything that you're going through, it kind of like, like, um, it's like the covering. Cause it's like, yeah, you know, the pandemic, yeah, this, but man, me and my kids got food on the table. You know, I, I'm able to breathe. Literally, sometimes I thank God for the smallest things like that are not really that small, but the things that we take for granted. I look outside my window and be like, thank you, Lord, for the trees. Thank you mm -hmm. for running water. You know, in countries, there's some countries they're not able to flush the toilet. Thank you, God, to be able to flush the toilet. Thank you for, you know, I live, thank you for these big old legs, right? That have carried me through for 31 years, right? So I just literally tell God, thank you. Every day I challenge myself to find five different things that I'm thankful for. And then the other thing that I do every single morning in my journal is I write five things that I'm going to do. As women, we have these long to-do lists and, and that creates more anxiety, more stress. So I'm just like five things. And guess what? Some days I knock them out. I'm like a champ. Other days I might get two or three. So then those go on tomorrow's list. And I, I practice and I teach my clients, let's write to done list. What have you done? Let's celebrate. Mm -hmm. Let's celebrate. Mm -hmm. So at the end of my week, I write a to done list. Like, man, yep. you cook these kids <clears throat> dinner, man. You swept the floor. Like, you know, I celebrate every little thing that I do because I know that society doesn't uh, celebrate me. Society is always pushing me to do more, to be more. And I used to suffer from that, from perfect perfectionists. So I couldn't even celebrate my wins because I'm like, oh, it got to be more. It got to be more. Nah, mm -hmm. I'm, that's out. That's wild and that's out. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is so rich. So rich. So where can people get in contact with you? I know you got a program coming out in July. Where can people find you on your social media streets? Yes. So thank you so much for the opportunity to share. I've made it very simple. If you go over to www.tuesdaywithtamika.com, you could find all things Tuesday with Tamika from the podcast, from my merch, from my products, um, and also my upcoming uh, programs. I have a lot of free things. I have some free uh, journals that I've uh, created. I have um, the, free, the three T's to restoration. That's a free ebook. Um, I have lots of good things on there. And then if on social media, God, God got me on a timeout right now. So I was like, Lord, can I do this? I know this, I know this is on Facebook, can I do this? So he allowed me to do this. So I'm on a social media timeout right now. But if you go Tamika Thomas, very simple. So uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't really mess with Twitter that way. I don't know how, but all the other ones, that's where you can find me. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Um, I, I need you to come back on where you can come on to the whole show. Because I, I, I know you and Mika um, were on a um, conference over the weekend. So I'll get the deets from her on that. But um, just best of luck in your ministry and all the good things that you're doing. And I got to get on that podcast too. 
Yes. Thank you so much, Shani. I appreciate you sharing your platform with me. You know, I'm a true church girl, so I know how to give honor where honor is due. I do not take you for granted. I appreciate you. And whenever you would like to have me back, I'm here, sis. All right. All right. Thank All you. right. Thank bye bye. You. Bye, Mika. Bye, sis. <laughs>